Okay, um, how's it going, everybody? You're welcome to the Daily Sports Science Hurling Pod with myself, Barry Milan, and Down Manager Roland Sheehan. Uh, Roland, how are you? Not too bad, Barry. Not too bad. Kind of enjoying all of the matches at the minute without the the pressure of being along the sidelines. So yeah, it's been a it's been enjoyable watching the, the games over the last few weeks and uh, some good games as well. To be fair, savage games, yeah. Um, some great games this week. But what what did you see this weekend? Yeah, so we're kind of. I was obviously at the the Port of Ferry Christian Doll match yesterday, um, in Armagh, um, which was an excellent game. You know, to be fair, probably, you know, not as not as um, I suppose white widespread publicity maybe as as the likes in the Piercing and Ballygunner or, or Clonlara and kind of Killadangan like, a, but you know, real high quality game. Um, went to extra time Port of Ferry probably, very unfortunate not to win it normal time to be honest. Um, probably had done enough. But Neil McManus with a fantastic, he actually got a fantastic point, literally an injury time to bring it down to three points. And then obviously got the goal, which most people probably would have seen on social media or whatever, from the 21 yard free um, right at the end to bring it to extra time. And then Christian Doll kind of, you know, put the turbo boosters on a wee bit in, in extra time and pushed away. But yeah, look, a very, very, very good game. Um, McManus was was fantastic, you know, probably showing why he's probably the best hurler in Ulster of his generation. But um, Keelan Taggart or CT was magnificent as well um, for Portaferry. Um, young lad McLaughlin in the corner, he's only still at school there. Um, very good for, for, for Lockheel. Um, Dahi Sands, very good, four points. A 1 4 actually from play against Paddy Burke, who's a damn good player, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Dara Malm, very good as well. Barry Trainer. Um, Owen Campbell, very good for Cushion Doll, but really, look, a really good game. And I suppose probably showing that, you know, Club Hurling and Ulster is very competitive, very high quality at, at senior level. Um, and, you know, probably something there for the Ulster Council to think about, you know, why why aren't they running more Ulster competitions when this one is so good and, 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 and so competitive? So Cushion Doll, you know, on to meet Slot Neil in a couple of weeks. Slot Neil haven't played in nine weeks, believe it or not. Um, since the Derry final, so be interesting just to see how they get up to the pace of the game, or or, or not, as the case may be when they when they meet what will be a fairly battle hardened Cushion Doll team after the after the game yesterday. So you know that's what I, that's where I, I was watching that game live. Obviously, I was listening to the other games on the radio, um, uh, at the same time, and I did watch them then last night when I got home in terms of the Clonlara game against Kiladangan, and then obviously the the, the Piercing and and and, and Ballygunner game. And then last week I'd been kind of watching Kilcormick and uh, Niavena. Like I was very, very impressed by uh, Kilcormick and that. You know, like very, you know, very good, good team play. Probably a question mark for being honest, Barry. For for Wexford, you know, we bit maybe like slack mail here in a few weeks. You know, are there are there county champions waiting about too long? You know, for a game. You know, because of the way that they've they've structured their championship. Because um, once Kilcormick got the first goal, um. It was kind of lights out, you know, and um, you know, obviously Adam Screening gets all of the all of the kind of products <laughs> again or or headlines, you know, but um, you know, they were they were very impressive. I'll tell you, they'll uh, they'll give O'Loughlin Gales all they want about here and uh, on 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 Sunday. Like um they look a very good rounded team using the ball well, you know, and uh, uh I don't I don't think it's a given that 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 O'Loughlin Gales will beat them like but particularly it's a given it's a ton of more. Yeah, they're I tell you, they're they're a team to watch out. Um, I just yeah. made a note here. I said we, we about to look into next week. Um, and 
next week's game against Lachlan Gales, like that could be the best game of the club championship so far. Absolutely. You know, we'll see some good ones. Um, like the the, the Porto Ferry and the Pushendal one was a great game. I was at the Kildare Clara match. Uh, oh, yeah. I was at I was at Gunner and Sarsfields uh the week before and oh, um, not not the best game now, but horrendous conditions mm. now. To be fair, uh, I think that that this game could be the game of the championship so far. Uh, like Kilcormac, like just think about their preparation. You know, and, and, and like how important it is to be competitive at training, right? They won the senior B in Offaly, and the under twenties, <laughs> and their under twenties won it, uh, and obviously they won the senior championship in in Offaly. Like there must be like, that must be savage training sessions. For them, they have know, to have savage there. numbers, yeah. And and yeah, to be but, fair, but qual, qual, no, there's some clubs have, have have big numbers, but they must be having a relative level of quality and numbers too. If they're winning kind of under twenty senior B, and then obviously the senior as well, which means that you know thirty, you know fifteen on fifteen games and good quality games at, at training um are are relatively easy to to come by for want of a better word, you know, makes a yeah. big difference. Yeah, you see, you see it here in Tip um, with Sarsfields getting the county final. I mean, they an unbelievable tradition. Uh, and they got to the senior B final um, as well. And they were, they were they were beaten in that. Or the Premier Intermediate final out here. Sorry, that's yeah. what it is now. Um, but they've been very successful up along as well. The, uh, the door is old, you know, I mean. Yeah. So, again, big, big, big town team. Um, big, big numbers. Experience. You see it in football here in Tip as well, in, here in Tramel, you know, commercials are, are miles ahead of, I know this is the hurling pod, but yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're a good bit ahead of everybody down here, you know, uh, again, big town team, that, look, that's probably a debate for another day. Yeah. Um, just uh, going back to the weekend, hmm. um, um, I just want to touch on one thing, the Kildang and Clonara match, um, you know, it, it was, it was, uh, Brilliant game, um, wild game, absolutely wild with the with the sendings off, and then you think you think Clonlara are, are home and host. You know, certainly around me, my 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 father is from Clonlara, and I was there with the with, with some of the family and the uncles, and mm. they were they were just they, they were just shaking their head. What is going on here? Um, yeah, you know the the sendings off didn't help them at all. And I just thought yeah. it was interesting that um, the tactics. Was Kiladangan started bringing out the men out the field and started working the ball? Did you see the the video going around online of the past of the point that um, I think Alan Finn got to put them a point up? Yeah, it was unbelievable. That was you know that was, that was the only thing they could do. And you had Kilnara yeah. with kept their the two extra men back a lot. It was only when they started working the ball up that they had all. Yeah, the like I, I I was surprised even when I was watching. Funny, we were on the way to to Armagh. As it was getting to that point of the game, myself and John May were in the car. We we were listening to it, you know. And I was saying to John, like, you know, just with thirteen men, you know, there's no way they could hold out here if Clonlara used the ball properly. Because if you think about it, boy, from a from a coaching perspective, like if we were down at Trinidad and we were playing an overload game on eight v six, the team of six would generally be getting slaughtered. Like, you know, like you know, if you use the ball properly and use retention, particularly now, the fact that every team is almost focused on it, you know. Um, it felt as if, you know, once the, the second sending off went off, you know, happened in particular, you'd have thought that they would have kicked on. But I suppose a wee bit like the National League game when we played Offaly this year with 13 men for almost the whole of the second half. You know, 
you know, teams, yeah. <clears throat> rightly or wrongly, whether it's a psychological thing, almost think we've got the game won and, and, and they start to take, you know, uh, don't work as hard, you know, drop off a wee bit, try and play ultra safe. Um, and as a consequence of that, their two men almost but almost get negated. And, yeah. you know, you yeah. saw that because they probably had two, two extra men for about, you know, twenty minutes of the game, if you include kind of what was left in in, in, the, in this in the second half alongside the injury time. So oh, you know, yeah. and the, and they were actually in the ascent. I think they were up by a point with the second set and half half happened, if not by two points. Were, you know, they, so they, yeah, they were hurling better as well. They were hurling better, you know, better. And, and they, they, did, they, they did deserve their win. Like they they were the better team, and I think they would have won regardless of the sending off. They were just, you know, some some. Well, I, know, I know that the thirteen the twenty chances in the first half. And only scored, you know, when they scored thirteen of them or something, you know, the thirteen, you know, the twenty chances, and like Kaladagan in the same period are only eleven, yeah. you know, <clears> um, you know, and they they did seven or eight wides in the first half, and and they had some real bad wides in the first half in particular, Barry, you know, you yeah. know, and and, and uh, almost pot shot kind of stuff, and um, you know, so I think, I think on balance, Clonara were probably the better team overall, but almost. You know, fell apart a wee bit for a period of time when they had the two, they had the two extra men, and then found their composure right at the end to go through. Like the one of the subs, the Ophel came over a great point off his left hand side. You know, but even there, when he went Moriarty. for that shot, yeah. if, if you go back and you watch it again, he, he had a simple pass inside for a boy to slip it to, and he didn't. Yeah, and he took it on brilliantly, knocked it over the bar, and it was brilliant, and and, and everybody was slapped on the back. But if you were a manager after the game and he put that ball wide, you'd have been killing them because there was a simple mm-hmm. ball and you know. But it was probably some, you know, um, indicative of some of the stuff that that, that Clonlara kind of fell into for that period. You know what I think? You know the first the first red card, death. You know, look, you just don't do that. I don't no. care what anybody says. You no. know, you, you know that that's a that's a poor, a real poor action, poor dig. You know, it it, it has no place in the game. No. The second one. Was probably a red as well, Barry. I'm not sure just how much intent was. You know, like the number fourteen. You know, he, he makes a great block if you watch it at the wing. You know, your man goes to clear it. He get he gets up. He jumps up. He blocks it, and he then just gets wild on the tackle and he swings the hurley. And mm-hmm. the reality does he caught the man. He struck him with the hurley. Probably Kieran Regan had no choice but to put him off. You know. Yeah, it was it was uh, it happened close enough to us in, in the new stand yeah. side. Uh, you could hear the belt, right? Okay. You know, where, where from the TV, but he, he definitely swung. No matter how much, yeah. yeah. And I and to be honest, we were kind of going at the red, but looking back at it, I kind of it was it was like the ball had got away or bounced or whatever did away, and he it was kind of instinctive to get the ball, but he wasn't really yeah. I thought it the was, ball, yeah. and he swung at it, and I would have given a yellow, but I can see why he gave the red though. I understand. He's he's a, he, he had a brilliant game that ref. He's a, he's another good young ref coming up. He is good young ref. Yeah, yeah. He's done he's brilliant. done actually done lanes, but a few times for us, believe it or not. In the, no, I, in the, I, I think he's very very good now. The league and stuff, and he did the he did oh did, did the county final this year in Cork. He did a good job of it too. Like um, he refereed the county final. I was talking to him after the match. Yeah, no. I, I look, I, look. I think I think on balance, party it probably was a red. I think it's one of those ones maybe that. If somebody'd given a yellow, you'd be saying, mm, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't anywhere near as blatant as the first red, put it no, that way. 
But yeah, if he gave a yellow, I don't think it would be a talk. No, I don't think people would be looking at arms either, if that makes sense, yeah. you know. But the, the ref is probably in the rule of the... But it should have the decided the game, shouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Look, absolutely should have decided the game, you know. Like, yeah, like the sure. game the game should have been over, particularly yeah. given... Like, it would be different if, if Clonara would chase him chasing a deficit at that stage and we're maybe four points down and we're, you know, uh, Kiladagan and something to hold on to, etc. But like, Clonara were ahead when that happened and yet still managed to go two points behind, you know, going yeah. into injury time. And indeed, Kiladagan had a couple of chances in injury time to go three ahead before, you know, and missed them. And then kind of Clonara then gradually kind of got back into it and, and, <clears> and, and got over the line. But I think they would have been yeah, they would have been absolutely devastated if they if they lost that given the circumstances. Oh, they'd have regretted that for the rest of their lives if yeah. they if they'd lost that one, you know, because yeah. I think they went three three points up. You know, Conn got two really good points. He 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 was unbelievable. Yeah, four points to play, played well. Yeah, great but, Oh, he's getting better with age. Unbelievable. But to just like it was, they just lost the plot and they were giving away crazy freeze and it just felt there was a meltdown here. But I you know, was it was it Donald Madden on the line, or they just said use the ball when they started using the ball with their extra men pushing out of it? They just like like it was if the game went on another three minutes, they probably would have won by five or six points. That kind of way, I, they just figured it out. Absolutely, you know, like like with fair the, play like to them. The, you know, you have to hand it to them as well. There was it was whoever made that decision, whether it was the players or the management, should say, look, do this and to make those decisions in the heat of battle when things are falling apart. I know I give them great credit as well for it. They're just they're uh, they're a smashing team, but uh, going forward for the monster final, we'll talk about Bally Gunner and Lapierre mm. now in a minute. But like in the county final, they butchered three goal chances in the first half. The game should yeah. have been out of sight against Crushine, poor Crushine side now, and they allowed them back in. Uh, early on yesterday, they butchered two goal chances as well. Absolutely, the two great chances. Hey, Hogan. Hogan made a good save for one, but there was another one that were straight through and they, they put them all wide, like, you know. Yeah, you know, so they're going, they're going to have to take those chances against the Gunners because they'll be wiped out if they don't, you know. And they look, they know that themselves. Um, one thing I noticed as well from the from the game, I don't know if you noticed it, I don't know if it came across on television, but a lot of times, when it was 15 on 15 now, each, each team had a three-man full forward line. Yeah. So you had two kind of in the penalty box and one maybe around the D. D. And but both sides now. And then you had yeah. everybody else kind of between the 45s, uh, which I thought I hadn't, you don't see that often really. Usually it's two. It's, uh, it's Usually two, two men inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it lent itself then to maybe direct hurling, you know, and so and some great battles. Because um, I did like in, in the county final, uh, against Crusheen, what Conlara did was they had their full forward line and they had young German Stritch as a fourth half forward, mm. which allowed for a two man full forward line. When if, but they didn't bring back a sweeper because you know you don't want to be leaving young Stritch on his own. You see the damage he can do, yeah. really good young player, and it confused Crusheen. It just Conlara didn't take their chances and chances. went away from that fairly quickly yesterday. And they went with the three mount as as Kiladanga did. I, I just thought it was interesting. Is it? I wonder. Is it? I didn't notice that any other game this year. Yeah, I like. And yet, you know, there were some really good. Um, 
there was some really good uh, physical battles yesterday, Barry. I thought, like, you know, that like, even even in terms of the Kiladangan goal, like it was a bit of a throwback to the old days, like a a a, a sideline cut that was cut thirty or forty yards as opposed to focusing on on possession. Great catch, an offload, and then back of the net. You know, like you know, you don't see as many goals like that anymore, you know, because yeah. everything is, and so many times it, it, it's trying to be measured play and up through the lines and whatever, you know, like, you know, a lot of teams with that sailing cup would have knocked it back 10 yards and tried to keep possession or whatever. Um, but it just shows you that, you know, an ability to field the ball alongside, you know, an ability to deliver a dangerous ball into that square, you know, can pay dividends and still has a place in the game as opposed to the obsession with possession at times, you know. So, you know, I thought it was a bit of a throwback kind of goal, um, very well taken. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think, you know, on reflection, you know, while Kiladangan clearly will be disappointed that they they were two points up and lost it, in inverted commas, I think they probably, you know, they did their best hurling when they were down almost to 13 men. Whether that's they did their best hurling or Clonara had a, a total kind of meltdown during that period, I'm not sure, like, but you know, if you look at the first half, you know, I felt a wee bit like Kiladangan were, were hanging on to Clenlara's coat trails, and the and the reality was, it was a lot closer than what the sorry, it was a lot closer on the scoreboard than it had been in terms of opportunities and potential for scores, etc. So you know, I think that the best team probably won on the day, even though you know people would say, God, they got the last three points in injury time to. To steal it, the inverted commas. I'm not sure they stole it. If that makes sense. No, you know? no, I know. I agree with you. No, I, I think the best team did win. Um, you know, their forwards were a bit better, even though they they had their issues. In the forwards, Ian Gavin was very quiet. Colum, yeah, Colum Gavin, Gavin went off. Now he was limping at the end. Of, we were on the pitch at the end of the game, and he was limping. So there was he must have been injured. Hopefully he'll be okay now. And um, Mihal Lachlan then the free taker. He's a deadly free taker. But he's normally very good from play too, and um, he was he was nothing from well. play really, like that. Not know? really. He got one really good point in the second half. All right, his beautiful turn and score. Um, but he was quiet. So, yeah. Um, and then Kildangan again. Paul Flynn was quiet. Um, Kildangan need him firing. Um, yeah, really classy player. Um, you know Billy Seymour kept kind of kept him in touch. He was he was unbelievable. They got eleven points in total, I think. Uh, yeah. seven, seven from freeze and four. Like, you know me, Barry, I've asked you about him before. Like I, I, I remember him as an under twenty destroying court up in Limerick at an under twenty final one day. Yeah. Um, and he kind of, he kind of went off the radar a wee bit. You know that. You know, sorry, he may not have gone off the radar from a tip grew club perspective, but for those of us looking from the outside looking in, you know, he seemed to go off the the radar a bit. Like you know, he was a. He was a fierce handful as a as an underage hurler, like you know, well, and a real physical yeah. <laughs> presence, but able to hurl as well, you know. Yeah, and he's been a handful from, from day one of this championship, you know, against against Sarsfields. He got an unbelievable goal that day and he's kicked on and he's been mm. he's been absolutely no, I thought he played I mean, well he, yesterday, I definitely did. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do for Tip because he, he he's sure he'll be in there. Yeah, will he be will he be back by do you think for Tip? I hope so. I mean he's like He's big, he's strong, and he can play ball. Like, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're qualities that, that you can't ignore. But, you know, um, I think he stood out. And then for Claire, for, for Clara, um, I was really impressed with um, Dylan McMahon, a centre-back. Yeah. Big, big, strong um, fella. 
beautiful hurler. He was the same in the county final. And um, I don't know. I don't think he was calling to the Clare panel. I'm surprised yeah. at Because I know the wing back was, and I don't think he's going to take up the offer, Podrick uh, O'Loughlin. Again, another brilliant okay. performance. The Clare number seven. Quality player. Um, but they, they kind of, Dylan and Billy Seymour stood out for me. And, yeah. Um, just in terms of maybe players to watch out for next year. Was there anybody um, in Armagh that, that stood out maybe that could do a job next year for somebody, young player, that stood out maybe? Or... Well, I think young McLaughlin clearly is the one that everyone's talking about. You know, did he get 2-5 or something in, in, in the end? You know, um, he's playing with, uh, I think he's a Garantar. I think he's playing Garantar in the McGain Cup on Tuesday, you know, that kind of way. So, look, he's, he's very he's very young, like, so, and, and Antrim probably don't, don't need to rush him, so to speak. Um, but you know, look, you know, like Ryan McCambridge, who who has been there thereabouts on Antrim teams over the past, and was a very good underage hurler. You know, played well for them yesterday. You know, in Delargy as well, and you know, so you know, a couple of those guys might be bouncing back into the panel a wee bit. You know, like um, uh, it was interesting. I was talking to Darren yesterday. He was actually at the match as well, Darren Gleason, and um, he was kind of saying that there's a few of their like like everybody else. There's a few of the Antrim lads talking about uh, heading to Australia and different bits and pieces. So, you know, Antrim are probably going to see a bit of, of change in their panel, like 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 all of us. Um, but he, uh, yeah, look, I'd say, I'd say that's you know that that would be it. You know, Cambridge, you know, Delargy was good. Um, you know, uh, Fergus McCambridge was good. Sorry as well, Delargy, Ryan McCambridge, um, Declan McLaughlin. Paddy Burke was very good, even though, you know, Dye gave him a, a hard time. You know, I, I think, you know, when you look at yesterday and I, I, I and I I get his age and everything else and funny, he was on the pitch afterwards and we won one, you know, like Neil McManus will be a massive loss from a leadership perspective for Antrim this year, you know, going forward, um, particularly, you know, with, with those three or four lads maybe, because it's, it, it, it's it, allegedly it's the Dunloy lads that are heading away or potentially going to head away, yeah. like, so Sean Elliott and Keelan Malloy and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, like Neil, Neil's kind of leadership qualities were very, very evident yesterday on that field of play, you know, and I think that um, Antrim will really miss that in the dressing room and on the field of play um, next year. But, yeah, it'll be interesting now to see how they go when they meet Slock Mail here in a couple of weeks because that'll be a very intense and physical battle. Um, Shane McGuigan hasn't done any hurling for, for uh, Slock Mail yet this year, so we're not sure if he's back now in the panel or, or, or hurling, but he certainly hadn't been in the early part of the season. So, you know, um, if he's back, then that obviously is a big boost to Slack Mail. But if he's not, then the, then that's obviously a, a big boost the other way around for Christian Doll, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, we'll go back to Munster, the, mm. the Gunner, Valley Gunner and the Piercing. Uh, I got, I actually, I think it threw in a bit later than it was advertised or what was going on with. I got to see most of it when I came back from Hurlis. And uh, totally different game. Very physical. Um, very hard hurling. There's a hard watch. Like. Yeah. Which was on which was I was shocked because I was at the their match last year and it was an unbelievable match. Um this was oh, just a good professional performance by Valley Gunner. You know, they got the job done, didn't they? They were it was it they they were just, um, I read Anthony Daly's article this morning. And he said, right. yeah. just overcomplicated things. And when you have someone like Peter Casey up there, 
and he only came into it when they kind of threw the shackles off because they had to. Yeah. But, um, you yeah, they always seem to be more more concerned about stopping Ballygunner from playing than playing themselves. If that makes sense, you know. Um, and it led to kind of a very, very dark kind of game of hurling for, for for two teams that are that are a lot better than that. If you know what I mean. I also think that you know that last 20, 20, 20 minutes in the second half, you know, I think Ballygunner got you know six six or seven, you know, maybe six points, but were they were consistently chipping the ball over the bar. Well, if the exception of the goal that uh, the Pearson got, they didn't really offer anything else in that kind of that 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 period of time to the same extent, you know. Um, it, it it just it was just a a game of of um how would you say physicality, hard tackles, hard blows, but not an awful lot of quality at times, you know. Like you know, pouring Mahoney probably the standout player, you know, in terms of on the field to play, but. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people that would have been in watching that um, and expecting a bit of a classic and a and a great game were probably, you know, very, very disappointed, you know. Yeah, no, it, it, it was, but a part Mahoney, um, like he's not in the water panel because he stepped away. Um, yeah. By his own admission, I think he felt that he just wasn't up to the, the inter-county game. It wasn't a case of just not being picked, but... I just, I'm looking at a fella that like, he could do a job for Waterford. He's a class player, deadly accurate, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, I wouldn't no. be burdened by the free taking because you've got Bennett there to take him. Um, and I just think with with Ozzy Gleeson, I know we're getting off point here, but with Ozzy yeah. Gleeson supposedly not coming back this year, mm. like surely Park Mahi could be asked back in. Like, what? what yeah, I suppose play? asking somebody back in, Barry, and, and getting them to come back in is two different things. Oh, ah, yeah. No, I, no, I appreciate I that. Part of it now is that, you know, the, the level of commitment required for the inter-county game is such that the player has to be very focused on, you know, I really want to do this. Yeah. And it's something that I really want to do. You know, you're a poor man, you've done it for a number of years. You know, you've come back from injuries. Do, do you want to really do that? But particularly, if you don't necessarily see a medal at the end of it, yeah. you know, and, and and I'm not trying to knock Waterford or anything else in that, but that 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 is, and you know, I suppose that's always the challenge that the likes of McDonough Cup teams and, and others have on the basis that you know you're away from the lights, you're away from the glory, and you know the commitment isn't a whole pile less, and yet you know you're having to say to boys, well, you know, look, don't go to Australia and mm-hmm. stick about, and do you know? It becomes difficult to to convince people to you know, commit to that level of training. And I think it's a problem for the GEA in general, even at club level now, whereby, you know, uh, yeah, is the enjoyment it. got out of the game that we're asking people to do too much? Yeah. Maybe that's why he's hurling so well. He's he's just playing yeah. really He's enjoying it. Not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is why he, he's not... Absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't have the, the inter-county set up to, yeah. to, you know, to hold him back or whatever. That's probably the like, like, a guy like Porig Mahoney... Barry is always going to look after himself, and I mean, you can see that from him, you know, when he's there. You know, he doesn't like, you know, collect two collective gym sessions a week are going to add what to Porig Mahoney, like bar, yeah. bar eating to the time, his own spare time, or and the time that he gets to spend with his family or whatever, and his friends. You know, that they're the kind of things that you know really need to be faced into by the GEA, both in terms of you know, is it sustainable? You know, from a lifestyle perspective, never mind of is it sustainable from a from a financial perspective. But I think there's a big question there around the lifestyle and 
and whether whether it's actually enjoyable. And when you see lads starting to step away at 28, 29, 30 years of age um, and still playing for their club, maybe some of them at 37, 38, 39, you know, the, the question needs to be asked is, you know, why why are so many of them deciding to opt out? You know, is burnout an issue? Is And is, is the burnout coming from not playing matches, but from the level of trim? Yeah. I know. Probably a podcast in itself, Bart. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell me about it. Um, just going back to the Belly Gunner, they, from watching the, the Sarsfields match, being at it, um, even though the scoreline was, look, it was, it was, it was a, a comprehensive win for them. Yeah. But particularly in the first half, you could see they could be got at if you run at them. Um, and Sarsfields created some opportunities where maybe if they had an extra runner, they could have been in for goal. Um, but so I, I, I felt that the Piercy had a real good chance and I felt that Kiladang and Arclanar could have a, a chance, but they really tightened up yesterday. You know, they, yeah. were, they were, you were not, they were not getting through. I mean, it was a lucky enough goal that the Piercy mm. got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they tightened up. So the question, I suppose, is do you, do you think Clonara, would you give them a chance? Oh, absolutely, I'd give them a chance. You know, like, you know, like, like there was really only, there was really only a five, six minute, I think it was from the the 15th or maybe the 16th, 17th minute of the second half to about the 21st, 22nd minute. I think Bally got her knocked on five, you know, four or five points, which kind of gave them a bit of a cushion. Um, you know, the piercing, the Pearson will have massive regrets, I think, because they'll they'll feel that they never really went that went that Ballygunner, you know. And I think with the best one in the world, Ballygunner played Sarsfields and a Sarsfields team that had probably were happy to win a court championship and that was probably their, their primary aim and never really truly believed that they were gonna beat Ballygunner. Um and you know, by Clan Lara will be going into this kind of thing and you know this is probably going to be their their one big opportunity like Ballygunner's big advantage is they're that far ahead in Waterford they can almost plan for a monster campaign every year right to to, to, to all intents and purposes you know the, the, the Clare Championship is extremely competitive in general um, you know so this is Clonlara's opportunity to grab a monster a monster championship and a monster title they've got you know, some very, very good marquee hurlers in the likes of, you know, Conlon and and, 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 and guys like this and, you know, the Galvins, etc. They like, you know, at the end of the day, if if you were picking the six best forwards, I know John Conlon plays defence for, for Clare now, if you were picking the best six forwards in Clare on potential ability and fitness, and I'm assuming now that, you know, Colum gets his fitness back to what he was before he before he went abroad for a while. But like the two Galvins and John Conlon would probably be there or thereabouts. You know? So like, you know, that they've got a and that doesn't even take into account the others that are that that that, that are there. So you know they've definitely got the firepower up front to hurt to hurt Bally Gunner. It's whether or not they'll they'll have the belief and whether they'll have the nose going down that that killer straight where you know you've got to keep your cool or got to got to got to make the right decision on the ball. The only the only the only thing that you'd say in that regard is you know the last five minutes, 
yesterday would suggest that somebody either on the sideline or amongst the leadership team on the on, on, on the Glenara players made the right call to, to to reset, get the structure right, get the use of the ball right, and get the three scores that ultimately have got them into into a monster yeah. final. So absolutely, I think they've got a they've got a good opportunity. They've got a good chance. Clearly, I still think that you know Ballygunner will probably be the bookies' favourites and everybody else's favourites. But you know, um, I I I don't see any reason why Clonlara can't can't get over the line mm. and get a, get get a get get a get a historic win. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, hunger's an awful thing, Barry. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we go back to Leinster, um, yeah. so Nafina uh, are playing Nace, yeah. um, next week as well. Uh, I don't know if Donald Burke is back for Nafina. Yeah. He's not. Um, Nace, Nace gave Belly Hill loads of it last year. Do you oh, remember? Nace are no bad team. Like, I can tell you, like, Nace, we, we, we've seen it. 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 we uh, he, like he's played a lot and he's just not fully fit and he's, he's coming on like we've seen him up close like quality player oh uh, great player to get him right you know um, like Nafina would be favourite but well, like, you know if you look at the Clare team right so or if you look at the sorry the Nace team right you've got the Bournes are are, are there all good hurlers Conan and, yeah. and, 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 and Rian etc Jack Sheridan's back with Nace, he obviously wasn't about with Kildare this year. I don't know what the story was there, but you know, a damn good hurler, as everybody yeah. knows. You know, James Burke, Brian Byrne, you know, those guys are all good hurlers, all have played at a, a you know, a reasonably high level of McDonough or whatever else, uh, Division 2A over a period of time. You know, um, <clears throat> you know, Nafena, they'll not fear Nafena, they, you know, you know, they're not. And I don't mean this in a bad way. It was great to see Nafina win the title. Um, you know, and, and and credit to a lot of good hurling men there that that, that that soldiered through some fairly dark years for them at times as well. But if you think about it, you know, Nafina won't hold the same fear for Nace that maybe a Kill McCod or a Bally Bowden would in terms of the the super club element and and seeing as kind of you know um or 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 cooler or whatever the case may be. You know, so you know they'll. they'll They'll not go into it with any inferiority complex. You'd still say that, you know, you would expect Nafina to to edge it by a couple of points. But again, like if you were, if you were Nace, would you would you have picked anybody else to be playing in a in a Leinster semi final, um, to get your opportunity to get to 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 first ever Leinster final at senior level? I'm not sure you yeah. would. I'm sure you'd be saying this is you know like at the end of the day they've avoided. They've avoided the, the Kilkenny champions who everybody would probably want to avoid in, in that context. You know, they 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 beat Shinron last year relatively comfortably, and then they gave Ballyhale plenty of it for large parts of the game. So, you know, uh it you, you would say that, you know, as I said, Faint and Faint are probably the slight favourites, but I'm not sure there's gonna be an awful lot in it, Barry. And I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be astounded to see to see Nace win. Put it that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then I, I think Nicormaclahi would be the Gales. I know it'll be 
caught order, but I just something about this crowd. And I know Adam Screeny is is just a really, really exciting talent, but his talent, no, I don't I mean he'd be playing against um probably Mikey Butler. Uh yeah. so that'll but I, I I I just get look at the young fella and I just think he loves that. Mm. No, oh, I'm not fair. Yeah, keep, you keep hearing that for waiting Sean Finn or Cahill Barrett, he's get their hands on him. I'd say he's he's loving it. I'd, I'd say he he can't wait for this. Um, but I just think Kilcormack are a very impressive outfit. And if they don't win it this year, I think there's a lesser championship in this team, maybe not this year, but maybe in the next three or four years. But I think, you know, I think like, so if you look at that. Kilcormack, Kilcormick team, like you know, even people people will focus obviously on Adam Screeny, like you know, but the, you've got kind of his other brother Jack, good hurler. You've got kind of Charlie Mitchell, Charlie who's Mitchell, very very good player. Yeah, you know, very good player. You know, you've got the Kylies there as well. You know, um, very good hurlers yeah. as well. You know, like they've they've got good hurlers in almost every every line in the field. Um, and like you know, whether people, you know, people can argue about Neavena's preparation because of the nature of the Wexford Championship. But you know they comprehensively defeated the Wexford champions on their own back in their own backyard, like yeah. you know, and like you know the 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 game this week, I'm nearly sure is in Tullamore, like so there's going to be a big, big crowd there. It'll be seen as a big opportunity for 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 Offaly hurling because you know like I suppose Offaly's most most recent experience at Kilkenny in Leinster championships in particular has, has been at the. You know, getting real bad hammerings from them. You know, until Kenny running in, you know, serious amount of goals and stuff like that. You know, this would be an opportunity. You know, for a big partisan home crowd in Tullamore. You know, the big wide open spaces for the likes of Adam Screeny and Charlie Mitchell to run. You know, Tullamore's a big, big field for mm. as you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, I I'd be honest. Um, I'm expecting Kilcormick to win on Sunday. Like. Yeah, I think they will win. And then you've St. Thomas is waiting in the long grass, girl. Yeah. You know, ever everyone chatting about, yeah. You know the the, the Gunners and Kilcormack and Tullara and you know, even we, we, we would chat about uh, about Cushion Dahl and Schlappneil. St Thomas is there waiting for for them all. Yeah, and I think it's is it is it Monster Monster Champions play the Galway Champions and then right. Monster plays yeah. plays whoever comes out of Ulster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. But before we kind of wrap it up, I can't let you go, Ronan, without ask, asking you about what it can only be hurling, hurling sabotage with this <laughs> thing, uh, with the, you know, denying the, the smaller counties. Yeah. Time. I mean, what, what, like, what yeah, so I think, there's a couple of, I think there's a couple of things in this, right? So I think, the CCCC are getting the blame for this in terms of being seen as, as the instigators of it. Um, there's no doubt the counties involved were involved as well. You know, so they, they may be running for cover now, but they're you know like where did the money come? Where did the, the money being quoted come from? I do think that to be fair to to Derek Kent and Fergal McGill, etc., the guys in the CCCC, I'm not sure it's an attempt to. To destroy hurling in those counties, as opposed to, an you know an attempt by them to, you know, how would you say curtail maybe some of the spending at inter at inter county level and direct you know I, I I have no doubt that what their intentions were relatively well meaning, 
I think the problem with it, Barry, is that there was no consultation um, with it whatsoever. I think there is, um, that then led to a perception that it was an attack on hurling in those in those counties. I think there are elements within all of those county boards that would burn every hurley in in Ireland or and particularly in their own counties. I'm not convinced that I would. I was certainly sorry. I would certainly say that wouldn't be something that I'd say for Derek Kent, who's the chair of the CCC, who has been a good supporter of Hurling down through many years. So you know, I think some of it is is, is maybe a wee bit. Uh, some of the ire that people are 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 expressing is maybe slightly misdirected. I do think one big positive has come out of it, and I think that the, the debate is now open about the future of hurling and and what you do. I think there is a question to be asked that if you're going to run a county team and you're going to run senior county teams, you know what is the structure underneath that? I think that's a fair question. So, for example, the senior hurling team in Fermanagh will play the National League and they'll play the Larry Maher Cup. What will the under-20 team and the under-17 team in Fermanagh play? Will they play in a blitz day? Will they play, you know, you know what What do they play? And we see it even in Down, where, you know, thanks to the good graces of, of Leinster, we get to play in the Leinster B competition and different, you know. But actually, you know, what is the, what is the development structure underneath senior structure? You then are into the question around club matches and the number of club teams, you know, and everybody's solution, Barry, as you've heard over the last while, has been let's throw more money at this, or let's, you know, well, why why can't we spend two hundred grand on on Longford senior hurling team, and then also another hundred fifty thousand pounds on juvenile hurling in the county or whatever, as if there's a magic money tree in Croke Park, and there's not. That's the reality, you know. There isn't. Um, money is, believe it or not, relatively tight in those in those echelons. Um, but the question that does need asked is. You know, what can we do that doesn't cost money? And would that actually be far more beneficial for Hurley? So, for example, if you were to turn around and say across Ireland, and some counties are already doing this, so it doesn't mean doing it. But if you turn around and say that across Ireland, the GEA were to put in a blanket piece that for two weeks of the month, it's dual. So you have dual players and they can play Hurling and football or whatever. For the third week of every month, nothing is played in that county but Hurley. And for the fourth week, Nothing's played but football, so you're you're not you're not you're not penalising football. You're giving them a free week as well, but giving hurling a place in the calendar like that in some of those counties, a free week where if you don't play hurling, you don't play, you know, Gaelic games or whatever the game, you know, and you're encouraged and you're given the space for games to be played. For for example, outside of the Ton League, right, the underage league that's played and yeah. the Martin Fogarty set up, outside of that Ton League. In a county with 200,000 people, which is allowed, there were three juvenile games, hurling games played from under 13 to under 17 this year. You know, like that, that that's, that's about, you know, like space in the calendar is as, is just as important as money. So I, I don't think that scrapping the National League for these teams is the right answer, by the way. Um, and I understand why people have reacted the way they have. But I do think that if nothing else has happened, they have opened up a good debate and has mm. led to a debate around what is sustainable and what can happen into the future. Because the reality is this, Barry, go back 20 years and there was just the same number of clubs in those counties, if not more. So something clearly is not working. you know. So yeah. we are seeing more inter-county games. We are seeing more inter-county spend. But actually, is the game in any better health in those counties than it was 20 years ago and I think if we're being honest the, the answer to that is probably no 
yeah like when i said or i, I read i'm sure you read it as well or seen martin Fogarty's interview mm. and he was also saying that you know people of these counties don't expect the the football people to do the hurling work yeah you know, they don't they don't expect to be i use that word again sabotaged you know yeah. fair enough like i, I know we come from so and we had we had this conversation that I, I think that we need there needs to be investment, you know, development officers, but to show people that it's very easy to coach hurling. Yep. And that hurling people, again, I'll use that hurling people yeah. are have have a lot to answer for as well in that I you know we need people who can play hurling to coach hurling, which is utter nonsense. And it's something I say to coaches at at uh, coaching courses um whenever i do them you know particularly with the foundation courses that I'd, I'd rather my two sons coached by someone who's good at coaching and wants to learn rather than someone who's hurled all their life or has all ireland medals yeah, that could absolutely. Be a coach. you know i think that's that's a message that has to be got out there that anyone can coach hurling you just need to accept that you know you're going yeah you have to learn you, you're going to make mistakes just like coaching any sport I think the other thing is, you know, part part of the problem, Barry, in the past has been people have been looking for instantaneous results, right? And, you know, okay, you can definitely see instantaneous results in terms of the number of people that maybe are playing in goal games or goal game blitzes and all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately, for the for the success of the game in a county and for the growth of the game in a county, more and more children need to be playing from under 13 to under 17 and then ultimately in the, in the adult level. That doesn't happen without space in the calendar, right? I'll give you an example. We, we we had a group of boys in my own club who were from a neighbouring football club um, and four or five of them, very, very good, very, very good hurlers, loved under 11 hurling, really enjoyed it and they effectively all stopped at under 13 because their under 13 football manager told them to stop playing hurling and that they were needed to be at three nights football training um, instead you know, as an under 13, right? And you've got clubs in down and elsewhere, so it's not just in down, who are actually putting football training on deliberately to clash with hurling matches or hurling training and yet have no issue and will no problem with facilitating those that same group of players going to soccer training or going to play a soccer match. <clears throat> so they're actually GEA stroke soccer supporters as opposed to being GEA men. And in many parts of Ireland, that is the way that Gaelic football advocates and people that push Gaelic football in some clubs operate. Now, there's plenty of other very good you know, advocates the other way around, etc. But for me, without something as fundamental as a position from GEA Central Council, centrally out, that the third week of every month, for example, is hurling week. And nowhere yeah. in the GEA is anything played that week but hurling. And if you have to sit at home because you don't want to play hurling, that's your choice. But the other thing is, by that gives an, a, an opportunity for the dual player to breathe because two day, two weeks and every month, they will be playing only one code and only one set of matches or whatever the case may be. Because if we keep going the way we're going in the club game, there won't be a dual player left either because we're driving them out of the game too. With the, with the demands we're putting on them. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. 
Probably, we could probably do five or six podcasts on, on this. Oh, look, listen, funny, I was going to drop Kieran a note to say, like, you know, I think that what happened there is probably worth having a, a podcast in itself. There's probably oh, no, a lot of people will. on this, you know, we, because we might, we, I think it is get, a, um, a hurling development officer from Monster yeah. as well to come on. You know, I think it's a real, it's a real, it's a real hot topic now. But I think, you know, as I said, Barry, while it was probably a poorly conceived idea and you know, ended up causing a lot of ire or whatever. I think the the proposal and the fact that they put it out there publicly is probably going to end up doing hurling a service and that the, the debate that's needed will hopefully now take place, you know. Hopefully. <clears throat> okay. Look, we'll um we'll leave it at that. Ronan, thanks no for joining us. Um and uh we'll we'll talk soon. Thanks for thanks for listening everybody. Um and we'll chat soon.